from the official world golf rankings into the top five for the first time in your career. You move into number one spot in the FedEx Cup and you're heading to the Players' Championship. How does this change your goals now going forward? Um, you know, I wouldn't say too much. I, I don't really look too far ahead as it is. For me, I just I like being out here. I like competing, and um, you know, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, just keep my head down, just try and hit good golf shots and you know, have some fun out here. All right, let's open it up to questions. We'll start with Doug Ferguson. A couple things, uh, Scotty. First of all, can you kind of go through the, the options and the hopes that you had on, on 15 and 16 as you played those holes? Um, so 15... I mean, it is so hard to get the ball in the fairway on that hole. I tried to hit kind of a slice driver, and I just towed it, and it came out with not as much cut as I needed to. And then I actually had somewhat of a shot out of that pine straw. I was trying to hit, like, this low hook runner, get up there around the green somewhere, and I don't know what happened. It just didn't come out. There was some pine straw in front of me that I couldn't move. There was this little leaf behind my ball. Um, it was kind of one of those deals where there wasn't a huge penalty if I didn't pull it off. Um, I didn't think I was going to hit it 30 yards, so I thought I'd hit it at least through the fairway. But, um, you know, to have that puck going for par was huge. And then 16, my ball ended up in a weird place off the tee. I didn't hit a great drive, but I didn't hit it that bad. Um, you know, it was a pretty big penalty for not that bad of a shot. Um, and then I was just trying to get it back out and play with a pitching wedge, I think. And the way it was sitting in there, kind of in the sand with my stance, you know, I... I don't even know if I chunked it, to be honest with you. I was just trying to swing hard and hit the ball. And the way it was, it was sitting so deep, it may have just been in the hole. I may have not been able to make contact. And then the next one, you know, Teddy and I are kind of sitting there, and uh, I maybe could have gotten the next one on the green, but it wasn't really worth the risk because the ball was just going to go over anyways, most likely. And, you know, we decided that a wedge into that green would kind of guarantee me a 10-footer for par at the worst. And, you know, I hit a nice layup shot and, um, you know, a really, really good wedge and then a great putt. And then you want 17, 18, too? Those were pretty big, but, I mean, you just had to putt it. You had to putt it really good, it looks like. Yeah. Um, you know, those lag putts at the end were pretty tough. Um, you know, it's not really a comfortable position having to hit it to 50 feet and try and two-putt with the lead, but, you know, I just trusted myself and, you know, played conservative the last two holes and, you know, parsed it mm -hmm. enough. Two-putt pars. Were they just as difficult pars as the two previous ones? I mean... Long. I mean, 15 and 16, 15 was brutal. Just, I mean, I got him down from like 150 yards out of the rough. And then 16 is an easy par five. And so there's a little bit of shock when I have to lay up and try and make par from 65 yards versus going for the green at two. It's, you know, that was probably the most difficult just because I expected to have a really good look for birdie at the worst. And all of a sudden I'm grinding for par. So for me to stay in mentally and just kind of keep grinding on the hole is huge. Okay, let's go to you in fourth row in the middle and then over to Ron. Scotty, congratulations. Um, can you explain, please, if your mindset has changed post-Phoenix? I mean, when you win again so quickly after winning, it looks as if a, you know, a switch has been flicked or something in your, in your head. Is that a fair comment, or, or was it just a continuation of, of the same? I, I think it's just a, just a continuation of what I've been doing, what I've been working on. Um, I put a lot of work on in at home, you know, on my game and then in the gym. And so my body feels great. And, you know, I've been able to you know, play some good golf. And I've been hitting it really nicely. And I've just made little improvements over the years. And, uh, you know, I'm starting to see it pay off a little bit, which is, which is really awesome. Okay, let's go to Ron. Could you speak to just how difficult it was out there? I mean, I think six guys shot 80 or higher. Only two guys broke 70. I mean, did you feel like you were just skating on thin ice the whole day? Yeah. Um, Par is a pretty good score on every hole out here that I can really think of. Never upset with a par. And, um, I thought today 
after the fight yesterday when I thought they'd take it a little bit easier on the golf course, but the setup was harder today than it was yesterday, which surprised me a little bit. So I kind of went into today, into today thinking I need to shoot maybe a couple under, and you know it turns out even was good enough. And, I mean, it's the way the greens are. Making putts out here is so hard. There's not a lot of friction on the greens, and with the way the wind is blowing, any little bit of a gust has such an extreme effect on the golf ball. Um, it's, it's so difficult. All right, let's go to Brantley in the middle, and then Mark and Michael. Scotty, you're always so humble when asked to talk about, you know, winning or confidence or anything like that. But was there a moment out there today where you really drew back upon Phoenix or some of the other successes you had? Yeah, I think, you know, Teddy and I did a good job of kind of staying really patient today. I made some silly mistakes at the beginning of the round, you know, some bogeys here or there. But, um, you know, I kind of just kept telling myself that, you know, basically that I was, you know, I feel like I'm good enough to win. And so I don't really have to do anything crazy. I just have to play good golf. And um, today was so challenging and such a grind. I think mentally just staying in it was the most important thing. All right, Mark. Scotty, uh, can you just, uh, please explain? You know, your demeanor is very, very even keel. Uh, maybe, you know, some stuff turning inside, obviously. But how does that manifest itself in a tough condition like this, like a U.S. Open type condition? And do you think that is an advantage to you because you remain kind of an even keel? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad it looks pretty even keel from the outside. <laughs> you know, I think I'm pretty fiery on the inside. Uh, I just, when you get on such difficult golf courses like this, you just have to kind of keep your head down and know that mistakes are going to come. You're going to get bad breaks. You're going to hit really good shots that turn out really bad. Uh, and it's just stuff that's going to happen out here just because the golf course is so difficult. And, you know, today and, you know, really all this week, I did a good job of just keep fighting back. Um, really just kind of battling the golf course the whole time. Okay, Michael, thank you. Scotty, just to follow up on that same theme, you've got a really difficult golf course, and guys got Gary Woodland and Rory McIlroy, uh, Grant McDowell, guys have won U.S. Opens. I know it's not a U.S. Open, but did it, just in terms of the difficulty, did it sort of feel like one? Definitely on the weekend with the way the wind was and you know how fast the greens were. Um, you know, like I said earlier, I was surprised they continued to push the setup today. I mean, the greens, I think, were faster than they were yesterday, which really surprised me because... You know, yesterday, borderline got out of hand, um, and today it was just brutal again. So um, that was definitely pretty difficult. All right, Edgar. Yes, Scotty, you said you, you, you're glad it looks even killed, even though it isn't. But you thrived at the Ryder Cup. I mean, Phoenix is a nuts scene, and then this golf course is a whole other level. What, what does it tell you about yourself and your abilities to kind of handle this kind of difficult situation? Um, you know, I, I think, so, you know, deep down, whatever I'm doing, I'm really competitive in it, it seems like. You know, my wife will tell you that I'm competitive and we're playing board games or, you know, we're, whatever we're doing, I'm, I'm usually really competitive. And so when the conditions get really tough and the fields get really good, I think I get excited. I mean, that's why I practice. I practice to come out here and compete. Um, you know, I work hard and, um, you know, being in these moments is really fun. And, you know, I kind of like to challenge part of golf courses and part of conditions. Let's go over back right. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about, about uh, your battle with Victor Hovland and also your views on him both as a competitor and a player? Well, I mean, first of all, Victor is just a tremendous player. I mean, he hits the golf ball so solid. And, you know, he doesn't really have any weaknesses in this game. He just hits it really good. You know, he puts it good. His chipping is improving so quickly. And he's a tough competitor. And, um, you know, we had some battles with him at the Ryder Cup this year. This was the first time, you know, we've been down the stretch together. And, you know, he's won a few times out here. He's an extremely talented guy. And, um, you know, I'm very pleased to be able to come out on top this time. But, you know, I'm looking forward to battling with him again in the future. Additional questions? Come back to Doug. 
What do you think allowed you to win today? Two putt and eighteen, I guess. <laughs> um, honestly, I don't really know. I just I had my head down all day. You know, I kind of just tried to stay patient, and you know, I didn't make any mistakes on the back nine. I would say that's probably you know really where I credit the win. Um, I guess my last bogey was number nine, and then the back nine I had one birdie and eight pars, which was pretty difficult. And, um, and I'd say I I'd probably give credit to that. And I also want to see if there's any way you could compare this with with Phoenix. Um, that being your first win, but just to, uh, is there any more sense of this being more rewarding given the nature of, of the test that you had to endure? Yeah, I mean, Phoenix was a little bit different going down the stretch. I mean, you're having birdie looks on pretty much every hole in the back nine. And out here, other than probably number 12 and 16, and maybe four, you're trying to just make a par on every other hole on this golf course. And so it's just a totally different different golf course, different atmosphere, and, you know, I'm pretty pleased to be able to, you know, win on, on two very different types of tournaments. I don't know. Winning's pretty fun, regardless. So, no, I'm not going to choose favorites. Okay, over here, Adam. Scotty, what, what is your relation? Did you ever get to meet Mr. Palmer, play Arnold Palmer Cup? Uh, when was the first time you ever played this course? So the Palmer Cup was the college team event, right? Um, I never got to play in the Palmer Cup, sadly. I think the only opportunity I had when I actually made the team was my senior year. Um, and I had an opportunity to play in Memphis, like, my first week as a pro, and so I had to take that versus playing the Palmer Cup. And, you know, I would have loved to have done it. Um, I think I met him a couple times when I was younger, but I didn't really get to spend too much time with him. Um, you know, it's just one of those things you kind of watch his legacy, and, you know, he's such a great guy on the golf course and off the golf course. And so, you know, the work he's done, whether it's here at Bay Hill through the Palmer Foundation, um, you know, he's really just – really special person that we, we all look up to. Okay. That, let's go Mark, and then over to Bill. Thanks, Patty. Uh, in what ways uh, did your sisters and your, and your parents kind of shape you and, and, and your personality? You know, that kind of man. Uh, so my mom worked when I was a kid, and my dad stayed home with me and my sisters. So I would say, you know, a lot of my personality probably comes from my dad. Uh, my dad is fiercely competitive like I am. You know, my parents, they made a lot of sacrifices to put me in a position where, um, you know, I'm able to do this for a living, and, you know, they made a lot of sacrifices when I was a kid, and my sisters as well. You know, they've, they've seen a lot of golf tournaments in their lifetime, probably, you know, a lot more than they've wanted to, and, you know, I'm very grateful for, you know, the sacrifices they made, and, um, you know, had obviously had such a huge impact on my life. And your grandma is here. She's saying yeah. to be a star. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She is. Grandma is 86. Ooh. 87. Golly. 87 next week. Okay. Did you walk? How many holes did you walk today? All 18. So, good genes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, first win, it was really special just having me and Meredith there. Um, you know, Meredith obviously knows me better than anybody, being my wife. And uh, she knows how hard it is when I don't win. And so, being able to celebrate a win is, is pretty special. And then to have my parents here for this one is, is extremely cool, you know, with all the sacrifices they made growing up. And, I'm just really pleased. All right, we'll take a few more. Let's go, Bill. Uh, you, I mean, you joked about the two putt on 18, but I mean, there was a lot of people struggling with pucks, putts of that length. Um, how, did, how did you feel as you approached that, that third um, So, both the two putts on 17 and 18 are pretty difficult. With the way the wind is, if I get a gust, it could be from that length, I mean, 
an eight foot difference probably on where the putt ends up. You know, fortunately, 18's kind of sheltered. The wind was across, and so when I hit my putt, I didn't think the wind was blowing very hard, so I didn't have to worry about it. But 17, I mean, it was whipping pretty good when I hit my putt. And so, um, just a lot of feel. You know, I was fortunate to just lag him up so close, and um, you know, the one on 17 actually hopped like three, four inches in the air halfway, or else that one may have gone in. I don't really know. I was just happy to see it kind of be a few inches short, but uh, you know, I was glad he got out of there with a couple two putts. Okay. Anything else? Okay, we'll finish up with Doug. I was told to ask you about the sweater. Do you like it? Yeah, it's pretty warm. Um, <laughs> it's a little hot outside. It's pretty warm, but you know, it fits nice. It's pretty cozy. <laughs> when, when you mentioned um, Meredith a minute ago, it just, it just made me wonder, do you, do you take things home from the course? Very well, and, and, and on those lines, how soon do you move on to the to the next one? As, as much as you're an in the moment kind of guy, um, I've gotten significantly better over the years at handling failure. Um, you know, I don't place my value in, in, in golf. You know, um, it's you know it's kind of a tough balance because you I spend so much of my time trying to improve and to be good at this game, and you know you really got to look at the motivation for why I play. Um, for me, you know, I have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and um, that's why I play golf. I'm out here to compete because that's where he wants me, and, um, you know, he's in control of what happens in the end. And so just really staying the course and staying faithful and, you know, letting him be, you know, the guidance for me versus, you know, anything that I do. Um, you know, that's not my value. You know, that's not where I place my my value. You know, Meredith's not going to look at me any differently if I win, you know, 50 times out here, if I, you know, lose my card next week or whatever it is or get kicked off the tour. Um, you know, I'm very fortunate to have people around me that, that love me just the way that I am. And, um, you know, getting to go home to that is really special. You know, Meredith's got the same smile, whether or not I shoot 86 or 66. It doesn't really matter to her. Um, so, you know, I'm very fortunate for that. All right, congratulations once again to Scotty Schiffler. Thank you. Appreciate it, man.